Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Hey, Ryan. How are you today? I'm good, Pam. How are you? I'm good. How do you like the rainbow? Oh, uh, the rainbow. The rainbow of colors, like mm-hmm. Skittles? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not well, that rainbow. <laughs> How about your fruits and vegetables? Oh, fruits and vegetables. Um, you know, that's a tricky question. Mm-hmm. I've not ever really noted, thought about, like... I know we talked. We've talked previously about uh, having a colorful plate, but I don't know that I do all uh, cover all the rainbow. rainbow. Yeah, purple. Purple might be a hard one for me. I think we get a lot of the white mashed potatoes and mm-hmm. the yellow corn. Some greens, maybe. Maybe some green beans. Yeah. Maybe we should increase our fruits and vegetables, I, or maybe get enough. Get it? Yeah, and and try to get as get more mm-hmm. right. Getting more, yeah. Yeah, which leads us to our guest today. That's right. Which uh, it's always fun to have um, our dietitian on, uh, Whitney Warminski. How are you, Whitney? Good. How are you? Good, 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 good. Uh, For those of you who don't know Whitney, I always say she's the coolest dietitian there is. That's right. But it still doesn't detract from the fact that you have to, you know, mix in a joke or, or... Oh, don't let the dietitian see the menu. Right. I know those are yeah. old jokes. The that, food police. The food police. But you clearly say you are not the food police. No, I'm I'm not a regular dietitian. I'm a cool dietitian. A cool dietitian. <laughs> hey, we like those. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So help us, Whitney. Help our listeners. Let's talk about ways we can get more fruits, more vegetables, and really kind of why we should. Okay. So one question I get all the time is, how many servings of fruits and vegetables should I eat in a day? Well, when you start talking in servings, people kind of get deer in the headlight look. So <laughs> I think it's better. It's more practical to talk in, in terms of cups. So how many cups of fruits and vegetables do I need in a day? So there's the 2020 and 2025 dietary guidelines for Americans. And that kind of sets the standards for healthy eating patterns for Americans. And they recommend that most people aim for two to three cups of vegetables a day and one and a half to two cups of fruit a day. And that's just for most adults. There will be some variation depending on, you know, health conditions, height, weight, those things. So two to three cups of vegetables a day and one and a half to two cups of fruit a day. And that's not not all at once. Not all at once. So probably don't want to save all your vegetables for your evening meal and then try to get three cups in. (laughs) Unless you're doing something like a big salad or something like that. So you want to start planning earlier in the day. I guess whenever I think of breakfast, I don't always think of vegetables. Is there ways to... More fruit. More fruit than veggies. Right. We just tend to naturally eat fruit better in the morning for some reason. But yeah, there's definitely ways to incorporate vegetables in your breakfast meals. Probably omelets would be the easiest way to do that. You know, adding onion and bell pepper and mushrooms and spinach, tomatoes, just trying to get a variety of different vegetables in with an omelet. Or if you do some kind of breakfast sandwich, for example, 
um, with egg or on a whole grain muffin, try to look for ways to add vegetables to that. So um, it doesn't have to be like your traditional, I only eat fruit in the morning with your breakfast. You should try to include a serving of fruit or a cup of fruit, half a cup, whatever fits in with your eating pattern, but also look for ways to be a little more novel or creative and and adding vegetables in with your breakfast too. You know, one thing uh, I know has come up countless times and Pam, I know that we've um, had a guest or two that we've asked the question. I know we've asked Whitney as well about fresh fruit versus frozen fruit versus, uh, you know, um, canned fruit um, or veggies. Mm -hmm. Can we, can we walk through that discussion real quick? Yeah. So any fruit or vegetable is better than no fruit or vegetable. Okay. There are numerous health benefits to having frozen produce and canned produce. So we want to eliminate the thought that it has to be fresh or raw to be beneficial. Um, For one thing, frozen and canned produce can be really cost effective. So sometimes people have barriers of getting enough fruits and vegetables because they just simply cannot afford it. So using frozen or canned produce is a great way to eliminate or decrease that barrier. Um, Frozen, a lot of times your produce is picked at its peak ripeness and then automatically prepared and sent to the grocery store. So you really have a lot or most of the same benefits that you would get from eating raw or fresh produce. Um, As far as can goes, you obviously have a little more cooking involved with those. So you do lose some of the nutrients, but still very beneficial overall. Um, If you're using canned produce, especially for vegetables, try to get low sodium or no added salt. And then you can also rinse your vegetables and that decreases the sodium by 40%. So really significant way to decrease your sodium intake. Is that the the same for like fruits where you can rinse the fruits that are in the simple sugar? You could rinse them too. Probably going to be a little bit different as far as the texture of the fruits go. But with those, you just want to make sure that they're packed in water or in 100% fruit juice instead of the light or the heavy syrup, which a lot of them are these days. So pretty easy to find those. Wow. I had no idea rinsing your vegetables. It's significant. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What about adding um, vegetables to like your morning smoothies? You definitely could do that. We've made a lot of different um, green smoothies in our classes mm-hmm. at our at our monthly nutrition class. Um, if you're new to adding vegetables to your morning smoothies, I would start with baby lettuces like baby kale or baby spinach because they're going to be a lot more mild. So they won't affect the flavor or overpower the flavor of the fruits. And that way you can just kind of get used to the color, the texture, and that would be a great way to add I, vegetables. I, I remember one of the last nutrition classes I was at with you um, made a, a, a smoothie, and that was a, a really thing I learned. I had no, I just thought spinach tastes like spinach. It's not, you know, the baby is a little right. more mild mm-hmm. than the regular spinach. I, the only thing is, though, Pam, and it tasted great. I'm going to say that up front. It tasted good. Um, it's just the color. The color can be a little strange. I don't know if y'all remember when we made the pumpkin smoothies. Okay, the color of that was was interesting because you're mixing the greens like we used baby kale or baby spinach. I don't remember. And then the orange from the pumpkin. So it was a little brownish. If you're not, Um. the disclaimer is if you're not accustomed to drinking the smoothie with the spinach or the lettuce and the leaves is maybe do it in a, in a, in a, 
a, a solid cup. So you're yes. not, you don't have yeah. to look at yeah. A cup with a lid and a straw. <laughs> and that's something that we use for people during cancer treatment too that might be sensitive to smells or, you know, really the color or appearance of food using a cup with a lid and a straw. So same same idea. Yeah. So we're talking about hiding our, not hiding, but putting our uh, vegetables and fruits in a smoothie. Is that okay to hide your fruits and vegetables so that you do get fruits and vegetables? Absolutely. It's it's fine to, to incorporate those in different ways that you might not be accustomed to. Of course, we want to really emphasize that you get your fruits and vegetables in the whole form whenever possible, but blending them in to smoothies is another great way. I would not recommend that you juice them necessarily because when you juice them, you get all the juice on one side and then all the pulp and the fiber and those nutrient-dense parts come out on the other side. So you really miss out on those benefits from juicing. So I would recommend blending those in over juicing. I, I was curious sure. about that. I really was. Cause I mean, you see people that, that do the juice and they, you know, uh, aside from like orange juice kind of with the pulp or the non pulp, but right. really, I mean, like all the, the different, ve- yeah, all the different vegetables and, and fruits. And then they have just the kind of this juice cocktail thing, but I was curious about that, but yeah. So that makes perfect sense. Um, to you, you're losing a lot of the good stuff. You are. And that doesn't mean that juicing is bad, but that just shouldn't be the primary way that you get your fruits and vegetables in. Okay. That's very helpful. Very helpful. And Pam, I don't know about if it's hiding. I think it's more sneaking it in. Right. Right. Maybe you're sneaking a little bit because of of the two to three cups of vegetables per day, which I feel like I'm lacking in. I probably do a decent job of getting the fruits in um, a day, but I don't know that. To I me, get that's a lot. It is. I think we had a um, cardiologist yes. here that came and did a talk one time, and he said, "You know, ten percent of something is better than ten percent of nothing." Yeah, and so. you got to start somewhere. Yes, I agree. Got to start somewhere. So it's not like we're chastising you if you're listening and going like myself. Oh my gosh, two to three cups of vegetables a day—that seems high. I don't know if I'm getting that. We're not. We're not saying this is the end all be all. You got to do it. Right. We're saying. That's the goal. And, right. And, and work towards the goal. It's really easy to get overwhelmed by that number mm-hmm. when you hear the cups. So I would say start by adding fruits and vegetables to what you're already doing. So let's say in the morning you have either cold cereal or, or hot cereal pretty much every morning. Okay, well, let's take that and let's add half a banana or let's add some frozen mixed berries to that. Trying to get, you know, a cup of fruit in with your breakfast. Well, that's one of your two cups that you need. So then, you know, maybe if you always have a snack in the afternoon between lunch and dinner, then say, okay, I'm going to have another cup of fruit with my afternoon snack and that'll be my two cups for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, I know there's some uh, vegetables that are more maybe in the hierarchy of importance for cancer survivors. Um, there's, there's vegetables that are higher up on the list that they should or want to do than other vegetables. But uh, let's talk about, since we're talking about fruit, are there okay. certain fruits that our survivors should go, uh, I really should start picking blueberries out at the grocery store? Right, yes. Yeah. So any really intensely colored fruit or vegetable for that matter will have more 
nutrients in them. So I don't know if y'all remember my favorite <laughs> nutrition word, phytochemicals. Uh-huh. Yes. That's where I was headed. Yes. My favorite nutrition topic. So intensely colored fruits will be high in phytonutrients, phytochemicals. So imagine things like blueberries or blackberries, raspberries. So we know that berries are particularly important, especially for breast cancer survivors. It can be beneficial to help reduce cancer risk um, because they can affect those cellular processes that go on in your body. So um, looking for ways to incorporate more berries would be a simple thing to do if you're overwhelmed by that total amount of fruit that you need per day. So sticking with the rainbow, right? You're That's talking right. the bright, not vibrant, Skittles. not the Skittle rainbow. <laughs> not Skittles, but Skittles are tasty too. I won't, I won't lie. But yeah, covering that dark colors, the vibrant colors. Now let's talk about vegetables. Mm-hmm. Some of those more vibrant. I know obviously some spinach. probably. Right, right. So try to work on getting more dark greens into your diet. Along those lines would be like your cruciferous vegetables. So things like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, cabbage, all of those are cruciferous. So if you think about the intense colors in a lot of those, but also think about the intense aroma. Yes. I was waiting to see if you went yes. there because that was another thing I learned at that last nutrition. See, you learn a lot when you, you come to classes. You always learn something. You do, but the more intense the smell and aroma is, right? Those are the phytonutrients, the phytochemicals that you're smelling. So um, trying to incorporate more cruciferous vegetables in your diet would be an excellent thing to work toward as well. Yeah, because I think the example you gave at that class was broccoli. When you take broccoli out and you smell, it's like really strong. It's Pungent. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So those are those cancer fighting properties that you're smelling. Um, And so for cruciferous vegetables, those are one where you get most nutritional benefit where you consume them raw or just really lightly cooked to maintain all of those nutrients. And you can season them with different seasonings to make them better. Right. Herbs and spices, um, you know, adding a little olive oil, especially to cook tomato products, releases more of those phytochemicals and makes them more easy to absorb in the body. So um, it's not just the total amount of fruits and vegetables that matter. It's the variety. So a variety of different colors, a variety of different preparation methods. It doesn't have to be all fresh. It can be cooked. Um, just try to do a little bit of everything. Ryan, I know you and I have talked about this several times, but it seems like every time at supper time we're watching TV and a commercial comes on. Yeah, it does. And I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. How about that pill that gets your fruits and vegetables? Yeah. The fruit and veggie pill. Well, yeah, yeah because yeah. It, that, it, and that leads right into the whole discussion, right, of, of supplements. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so let's 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 educate our listeners and ourselves on supplements. Okay, so we talk a lot about the recommendations from the American Institute for Cancer Research. They have a set of 10 recommendations to help reduce risk of cancer and reduce risk of cancer recurrence. So one of those is do not use supplements to protect against cancer. You should try to meet your nutrient needs through your diet alone. Now, that doesn't mean if your doctor tells you to go take a specific vitamin or supplement that you shouldn't do that. You should do whatever your doctor recommends. But the example I like to give is you can't hit the fast food drive through three times a day and then try to take your fruit and veggie pill to try to make up the difference in the nutrients. It just doesn't work that way. It would be easy, wouldn't it? It We all want a quick fix. Right. But 
when you get your nutrients in a pill form, it just doesn't work the same way in your body. So when you consume foods that are rich in phytonutrients, you get a real synergism between your body's processes and the foods and nutrients themselves that you just cannot capture in a pill form. So unfortunately, the fruit and veggie pill is not my top recommendation. <laughs> so maybe go to the grocery store and get the color of the, the rainbow. The real fruit. And yeah, the real right. Veggies. Yes. And yeah. It's going to be cheaper. I bet it probably is. You know, those are pretty costly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, uh, you touched on a few things, Whitney, on on ways that um, we can kind of sneak in some veggies into and fruits into like our cereal and our omelet and our smoothies. Are mm-hmm. there any other good ways to kind of increase our veggie intake. So let's think about lunch. What do people usually have for lunch? You have a sandwich Sandwich. or a wrap. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to add vegetables to those. Um, You know, we sometimes think that we can just put one little leaf of lettuce and a couple slices of tomato and then that's good. But you can pile it on, especially if you're using something like baby spinach. Think about how much baby spinach you could pile in your wrap or on your sandwich, add some grated carrots, um, doing all those kinds of things to really pack in the vegetables to your sandwich or wrap. I'm going to be real honest here, Pam. At our previous place of employment, the one thing I missed the most is the the wrap line where you oh, can yes. go through and literally, yes, you're right, pile on up. the baby spinach, pile on the vegetables and do all of that. It was so good. To the point where they I mean, can barely not, roll yeah, it up. Yeah, where they barely roll it up mm-hmm. where it's tearing. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the only, I don't want that to be, that's the only thing I miss. There's a lot of things I miss. But it's funny because so, I know exactly what you're talking about. you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I know Pam I knows what I'm talking about mm-hmm. too. Because it was so good mm-hmm. with just all the vegetables that you could you could pile in there. So you can do that at home. Yeah. It's, it's really simple to do those things. I think it's hard just because it takes preparation. It does. Yeah. yeah. You, have to, you have to plan ahead, right? And you have to, you know, remember to use it before it goes bad in the fridge. I don't know how many times, you know, you throw away a cucumber that's... That's bushy. Soggy. Yeah. So that's right. Two really important keys are planning ahead. So you want to think about, okay, I'm going to have a cup of vegetables with my lunch meal and with my dinner meal. So that puts me at two cups of vegetables for my day. I'm going to have a cup of fruit with my breakfast, a cup of fruit with my afternoon snack, and that's my two cups of fruit. So that's your planning ahead. But then you have to make sure you have all those things on hand. So after you've made your plan, make your shopping list, go to the store, prep as much in advance as you can to make sure you're setting yourself up for success. What about the salads in the jar? Okay, that's one of my favorite lunch meals. And I really whoa, like whoa, to prepare those in Salad advance. in the jar? How you must have missed that you class. You missed that class. I did. How, I was going to say, where, where, where is this? Because I've not You've been seen. sleeping. Yes. You've been taking that nap, yeah. the mayor suggested. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Okay, start fresh here. No, no pun intended with fresh, but fresh let's talk fresh. With, the, with the salad in a jar. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's so that. that's one of my favorite lunch meals to prepare in advance. So I usually make two or three, have them ready to eat for lunch for the week. But you start with putting like your dressing in the bottom, so maybe a little. Um, lemon juice and a little olive oil, whatever herbs and spices you want. Then I put a few slices of avocado into the dressing so that they don't brown. Um, And then you just start adding your toppings. So whatever 
Um, If you want to have lentils or quinoa, which sounds a little strange, but that's a great kind of plant-based way to get your protein in. You can use tomatoes. You can put, um, I really like beets. I know that not everyone loves beets, but think about the intense color of beets, all those phytonutrients that you're getting. And, and then, the intense smell. And the intense smell. <laughs> right. I know. Not a not a crowd favorite, but um, I think beets have a lot to offer. And then on the last thing you put is your lettuce. So you can put as much lettuce as you can pack into that jar. And then when you're ready to eat it, you just kind of dump it all out on the plate. So your lettuce goes out first and then the salad dressing at the bottom just kind of... Yeah, it's it's a great way to yeah. to prep in advance. You could probably add some walnuts. You could add nuts, nuts. and seeds. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, makes sense. I was thinking this was something that you purchased at the grocery store. <laughs> I was thinking that's like wait a minute, I've never heard of this salad in a jar, but that makes perfect sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Now, now one of the things that you you hit on, and and Pam, I'm terrible at this, um, is prepping. Right. And I know. People who are it's good hard. at it. Pam, are you any good at it? I wouldn't say good. I mean, it, I do it. It yeah. takes time. It takes time. And effort. And that's something that a lot of us don't have a lot of time to spare these days. And I days. think with our survivors, um, maybe they don't have the energy. Yeah. Right. You know, I, what are, when I think of prepping at my house, usually the prepping is done after dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so we know we're going to cook an extra chicken breast. And Absolutely. And that's, that's really practical. That's, but, but it's not enough for, I mean, it's usually someone's lunch the next day. Right. You know, it's a leftover mm-hmm. type thing. And that's a great place to start. So the next step from that would be maybe take a little time if you have a day off or on the weekends to plan your meals in advance, then go shopping and prep right after you get back from the store so that you're already in that kind of meal prep thinking um, mode. And I'll tell you, when I prep myself in advance, my life is so much easier and I'm a much happier person because I don't have to think about like, oh, dear, what am I going to eat? Right. And uh, when I think of prepping, I think of like the Pinterest, you know, a perfect little... The 12 <laughs> containers on yeah. the counter. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be Equally that. weighed out and measured <laughs> and, and look, yeah. identical look. All look. Yeah. yeah. So this is funny, but... Um, a couple of weeks ago, I prepped all my lunches in advance and I was trying to keep it simple just for sake of time. And I planned to eat the same thing for lunch for the whole week, which, okay, I'm a dietitian. You're not supposed to do that, but I was trying to make my life easier. Cool dietitian. I'm a cool dietitian. <laughs> and I didn't, I, I took it to work and then I, I didn't want to eat the same thing for every day for lunch. So it doesn't have to be that 12 containers on the counter that you fill up. Um, just a couple recipes if you could plan and prep those in advance as much as possible and have have those things readily available for you to have. And that's a good point, Pam, about maybe the fatigue setting in with our mm-hmm. survivors. And I just don't have time. Do it when you do have time. Right. Do it when you do feel good. It's mm-hmm. not... It's not, nobody's judging you. Right. Right. And I mean, it's, it's simple enough just to kind of do it when you can. That's right. And, and, and start there. And you're going to have days where prepping is the last thing on your mind. Um, so, yeah, we're not saying this has to be, I mean, I, I need to do better about this. Pam, you said you need to do better about it. But we know um, some of our survivors do it when you can. 
That's right. That's the best thing. And there's no shame in using convenience food options. So get a rotisserie chicken and eat the chicken. Mm -hmm. That can be your protein or put some chicken breast in the slow cooker. Let it cook all day and put enough so that you can have that throughout the week. And then maybe just plan to have some salads or cook some other vegetables and have those ready to go. Like it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Right. You um, did a class on soups. And yes. Adding fruits and vegetables, maybe more vegetables and fruits. Yeah, soup. soup. Soup is a great way to get extra vegetables in. So even if you have a recipe that calls for a certain amount of vegetables, try to add more so that you get maybe an extra half a cup per serving. Um, it doesn't have to be a ton of vegetables, but if you could just get in that little extra half a cup, then that contributes toward your daily yeah. total. Neat ways to just kind of add in. It's not. Right. Yeah. It's not hard. That's right. And I'm saying that to myself. It's not <laughs> it's hard. It's not hard. I'm thinking, man, I could go and do all this and have my meals prepped for the week and I wouldn't have to stress about what I'm going to eat for lunch or something. Right. It, it really is helpful. But it takes time. <laughs> and, so and we, we have done um, a lot of times we've done the rotisserie chicken, you know, stop and pick it up. It's already cooked. They've done all the work. You just pull all the the goodness off of it, and it's seasoned and it's ready to go. It's ready to go. Can you put those rotisserie t- chickens in the freezer? Does it lose? Yeah, no, you really, you could you could put it in Ziploc bags and just make it much easier for yourself. Yeah. That's what we normally do. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's there's lots of ways. Anything else, Whitney, that maybe are, are some tips or, or ways to, to get more veggies and fruits? More veggies and fruit. Well, I would say don't be overwhelmed by the total amount. Start with what you're doing already and look for ways to just add from there. It doesn't have to be that you sit down every day and and overwhelm yourself with, okay, I'm going to check off the tally marks, but just trying to to start with where you are and make small changes that will add up to a big change in the long run. Three simple tips. Yeah. So also, um, is there a website that people could go looking for new healthy recipes? I use the American Institute for Cancer Research website all the time for new recipes. That's AICR.org. The American Heart Association, I believe that's heart.org, has some great recipes. Um, But, I mean, there's just tons of recipes <laughs> out there. Those are safe um, yeah. websites. I was going to say, safe maybe, websites. maybe not Pinterest. I know <laughs> Pinterest can go either way. It can go from one end of the spectrum to the other really quickly. So maybe <laughs> maybe stick with the AICR to start out with. Yeah. So, Ron, what are you going to have for supper tonight? Uh, well, I, probably more vegetables. Um, oh, one thing that you mentioned, and I don't, I, this may have been when we, before we, we sat down and started talking, um, it, 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 it's going to sound really crazy, but you know, we were talking about seasoning it, vegetables and things like that, but mm-hmm. ways to get them is maybe a little bit of cheese on top or maybe just a, it's not a, a normal thing. Right. But, but what are your thoughts on that? Okay, that kind of goes back to the any vegetable is better than no vegetable. So especially if you're trying something new that maybe you haven't tried before. So let's say you're trying asparagus. Um, you're roasting it and you need to put a little cheese on it to make it more palatable to you. Then do that, okay? Because you're ultimately still eating asparagus. Then the goal over time would be to just kind of gradually reduce the amount of cheese 
or ranch or whatever condiment it might be. <laughs> um, but no, I'm not saying cover it like a cheese wrapped asparagus. <laughs> right. <laughs> cheese wrapped bundle. I don't mean that. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, just a sprinkle it a little bit on if that helps. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, to enjoy your food. And so if adding cheese or ranch or whatever the condiment might be is a way to get you to eat more, then I would say go for that. Well, I think these are great tips. Very good that tips. Everybody can learn something from. Make sure that you share this um, with your fellow survivors, your family members, caregivers, um, and make sure to come and join us on Whitney's class. Um, she's here once a month yeah. um, for her dietitian class. And then she also, if you have questions to ask, make sure you join us on Facebook um, with Ask the Dietitian. She will take your questions and um, answer those. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, let us know, hey, uh, I added this to my smoothie or I let us know. Um, we're always looking for uh, feedback from you guys and and how uh, maybe you've taken the podcast, you've taken the information and, and really implemented it into your daily routine and your meals and so forth. So let us know. Shoot us an email at info at the number 24survivorship.org or you can always give us a call at 806-331-2400. Real simple. That's very simple. That's right. You know, Ryan, it comes to our last segment of our podcast. And, and these are always my favorite. I know. We never know what you, you're going to You never hear. know what's coming up. <laughs> That's right. So uh, we are sponsored by Pete's Car Smart Kia, and we would like to hear your Pete's powerful moment. Okay. Well, I just love those moments of, like, enlightenment that I can see on people's faces during class. So recently I had a survivor come up after class and she was just so excited that we had a recipe that we made that she was able to enjoy kale for the first time. So kale is one of those vegetables that can be kind of bold, kind of pungent. And she had tried it numerous times. And when she saw the recipe that we were planning to make, she was like, oh, I don't like mm. kale. <laughs> But we were making it in a soup, I believe. And and so we made the recipe and she was just delighted to have found a way to eat kale. And then we talked about some other preparation methods and she was just super excited to go home and try new ways to have kale and excited that she found a way that she actually enjoyed it. So I really loved seeing that enlightenment for her. I always love to see the people that come to your class yes. and try something for the first time. Maybe they oh, and they're super apprehensive, like, like um, kale yes. and butternut squash. No, yeah. thank you. Mm -hmm. But it was really good. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. Pleasantly surprised. Uh, <laughs> and it, it really, Pam, we we joke and we kid about you never know what you're going to learn. I mean, when you come to a class, whether it's Whitney's class or whether it's you know um, one of our yoga classes or, or Tai Chi, you are bound to learn something. That's right. And it's not just another class to come to. I mean, it's there's great information that's shared by our instructors. And um, I know I always learn something, especially, you know, how, how things are look versus how they taste. And, and usually I would say 99.9% .9 of the time uh, taste wins out. Right. So. And, you know, I learned from the survivors, too. So in class, we are able to share ways that we prepare certain foods and, and you know, really have a good discussion. So it's not just that the instructors. Oh, yeah. You know, educate Yeah, there was survivors. a big discussion one time on the types of yogurt, and that's another discussion for another day. Because, right. <laughs> I mean, right, there's there's hundreds of choices of yogurt. Right, it can be very overwhelming. Exactly. In the store. And maybe, that, maybe that's a good podcast for another day, Pam. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you, Whitney, for joining us. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Thank you for what you do uh, with our survivors and with the survivors you work with on a daily basis. 
we appreciate you uh, volunteering your time with us. Thank you. It's always fun to be here. That's right. That's right. Now, speaking of being here, we want you to share your this podcast with all of your friends who maybe don't know about this podcast. That's right. That's that's a key point because very simple. It's super simple, right, Pam? And I mean, there's 52 episodes from last year. So if they're unaware of our podcast, they got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> there's one for um, on every topic. You there can is. Think of. There is. And uh, there will continue to be one on every topic uh, this year. And so uh, they've got some catching up. But no, in, in all seriousness, there's there's some information there on each one of those podcasts that I know uh, somebody out there that you know that's going through treatment or has finished treatment uh, would benefit from. So. Be sure and share our podcast. That's their homework. That's their homework. And then try to include some extra or get some vegetables and some fruits. Just add one thing to one meal to start with. That's right. Make it easy. Make it simple. Start simple. And then join us next week for another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.